We're going to talk Wikipedia in this half hour. I don't know how you use it. I, I use it like like a reporter does. I, I look up things quickly to see if I'm right or if I've forgotten something, a date, um, you know, something that I may have forgotten happened, the exact order, you know, basically news you can use kind of information. Uh, but there's a lot on Wikipedia. Apparently, there are 55 million articles on Wikipedia. I'll have to look that up to see if it's true, but I think there are 55 million articles on w Wikipedia, according to my next guest. Do you trust Wikipedia? Let me know, 877-399-9898, 877-399-9898. I'm always amazed at how quickly it's updated. Literally something can happen like a, an Oscar win, for instance. And if you go look at that actor or that movie, it's already up within seconds. But again, for most of us, Wikipedia is probably just a way to check something out quickly, find a fact, confirm a date, read up on something you've heard about or something you may have forgotten. But if you really dive into the site, it turns out there are lots of strange things there to be discovered. And that is exactly what my next, next guest found out during the early days of the pandemic. Mining Wikipedia for interesting information, odd stories, or just plain curious stuff. For example, some posts recently on a social media site that she created about Wikipedia say that the entry for the Paulo Sullivan Band, for instance, where all four members of the Paulo Sullivan Band are called, you got it, Paulo Sullivan, or that the town of Dull in Scotland is paired with the town of Boring in Oregon. You get the idea. Well, that gig, so to speak, has turned into a real social media presence with more than a million followers on Instagram and Twitter. Joining me now from Ann Arbor in Michigan is University of Michigan senior, majoring in neuroscience, no less, Annie Rorida, creator of the Depths of Wiki. Annie, thank you so much for joining me to share your story. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So tell me a bit about, I mean, lots of people use Wikipedia. Uh, I'm not sure many or too many appreciate it the way you do. So tell me about your, your sort of how you discovered that Wikipedia was more than just sort of a big Encyclopedia Britannica. It was something far more fascinating if you went digging. Well, I've used Wikipedia since I was really young. I love it. I love getting lost in Wikipedia rabbit holes and looking up after an hour and realizing that you don't know how you started learning about how cottage cheese gets made, but somehow you just kept clicking the links. Um, I uh, started really diving into Wikipedia rabbit holes during the early quarantine. And in April of 2020, I started posting my favorite screenshots onto an Instagram account called Depths of Wikipedia. It's been a little bit over two years now, and it, it really blew up. Um, so I've highlighted, uh, it's got to be at least a thousand different funny Wikipedia snippets by now, and I keep finding more. <laughs> I, I gather that it started off like all things that, that get very popular. It started off relatively slowly and then accelerated very quickly. Um, how did that happen? It's, it's tough to say. I, um, I lost my internship um, during the early pandemic. It got canceled. I was supposed to travel to Boston. So I had a lot of time on my hands because I had a part-time job. But I mean, a lot of people were out of work at the time. So I really dedicated quite a bit of time and effort into this Instagram account, and it didn't have very many followers besides my friends for the first few months. But um, eventually it got more followers when an influencer noticed it and started resharing some of them. And since then, it's really blown up. It's, the Instagram is at over 800,000 followers now. Twitter has 300,000 something. So it's, it's kind of mind boggling. I was going to say all that from your dorm room at the University of Michigan. That's pretty phenomenal. You must be, I mean, you must be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, the 
the Wikipedia community is great too. I had done a few like very small Wikipedia edits um, in the past, but I really started diving into Wikipedia editing a little bit after starting the account because people that are dedicated Wikipedia editors reached out and they said like, Hey, like, this is so fun. You should get more involved with Wikipedia. You're clearly very interested in it. And since then I've, I've really come to love this hobby. I think that there's a lot of different um, places that different people can help out in Wikipedia, whether you're, you want to be a copy editor, whether you want to like find notability cases, whether you want to protect against vandalism, there's like really a place for all sorts of minds. And I absolutely love Wikipedia. Um, I'm like a different level now that I contribute to it so much. I was going to say, I mean, one of the things that was pointed out is that you like it because it's sort of how the internet should be. It's kind of collaborative and friendly and and, and, and informative as opposed to kind of point scoring and troll troll ridden. But but before we get there, I just wanted to ask you what kind of things you like, what first struck you about Wikipedia? What did you start posting early and, and what kind of information are you really looking for? Oh, it really depends. Um, one of my first posts was about um, like a researcher who noticed that one of the rides at Disneyland or Disney World would cure kidney stones because of the way it like shook the kidneys. So he he rode uh, one of the rides with a model kidney. I thought that was so funny. I thought the image made me laugh. This like kind of old like frumpy man with a model kidney that made me laugh. Um, and I think that a lot of the things I post are funny stories like that. There's kind of a nerdy bend, like a sciencey, researchy bend, because um, that's my interest. Some are just out of context photos that re- really don't make any sense without a description. And um, I, let me think of some examples. Um, there's a category on Wikimedia Commons called animal shaped breads, and volunteers have organized all the all the photos on Wikimedia Commons that are breads shaped like animals. Um, I don't know if that is overtly funny, but it brings a smile to my face at least. It is um, these and, days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Another photo that I that I always say is my favorite. It's from the article on cow tipping. Right. And it's a photo of a cow lying on her side. And the caption is, a cow lying on her side is not immobilized. She can rise whenever she chooses. And it really captured my quarantine mindset, which is why I liked it so much. It seems it seems a bit self-evident they'd be able to get up, but I've seen that picture. It's a great picture. Um, what have been some of the more popular ones? I mean, what you like and what other people like are always kind of different. Are, are, what have been sort of the more the more popular posts you've put up? That is a good question. Um, lately, there have been a few that have taken off. One was um, from the article Bar Jokes. A guy walks into a bar, that type of joke. And it was this detail that said that the earliest known example of a bar joke is from Sumeria. And it it dates back several thousand years BC, 3,000 to 5,000 years BC. And it, it, this is the joke. A dog walks into a bar and says, I can't see a thing. I'll open this one. It's it's really not funny. There's no, you're like, what, what, what's funny about that? But it's funny, then, yeah, then, it's funny that it's 3,000 years old. Yeah. yeah, Wikipedia says, or said at the time, um, the, the humor has since been lost. It probably related to the Sumerian way of life. I was rather charmed by the concept of a joke being lost to time. And it made me think about all the memes that historians are going to have to study and, um, in, in time. And people really like the idea of that. I think some people 
started getting um, really motivated to like figure out the joke, to crack the joke. And eventually some Sumerian uh, language scholars actually did uh, like <laughs> tell me and tell social media <laughs> all these potential reasons why it could be funny. So that's one that did take off quite a bit lately. That is, that is fantastic. Um, how do you now, now that you have so many followers, obviously there's expectations, right? So how do you curate what it is that you're going to post? Because you must get lots of suggestions um, and you must be looking for things that are increasingly kind of novel or at least uh, worthy, of, worthy of the page. Yeah, I get the best direct messages in the world. I know some people on the internet get the hate, but my inbox is just popping with people being like, hey, look at this, look, look, look at this fun fact I found. I thought this was so fascinating. Um, so it really brings me joy to open my messages. But you're right. A lot of the things people send in, I have to say, okay, this is great, but I don't know if it's a good fit. Um, a lot of people send in things that I've already posted, which I try to avoid. Um, and I also, uh, it's really hard to put, put a name on the criteria, but but if things are too niche, it's not really funny, but then if things are too general or like it's a fun fact that I think a lot of people already know, then I'll say no. Um, but I, I would say in general, my criteria, it's kind of just a little je ne sais quoi, something that makes me smile. Um, yeah. There's there's no formula. So you sort of now have a sixth sense for what you think will be interesting to you and therefore will work. I mean, you've managed to keep the page, I think, the, the Instagram page very true to what it started out as in many ways. Yeah, I... I'm sure that other people would do a different um, curation style, but people seem to like the things I choose. So I have no intentions to change. I'm speaking with Annie Rorada. Rorada, sorry, I'm going to get that wrong. Creator of Depths <laughs> of Wikipedia, also a neuroscience major at the University of Michigan. This is a page she started basically plumbing the depths or plunging to the depths of Wikipedia to find interesting and curious facts and now has over 800,000 followers on Instagram, more than 300,000 on Twitter. It has absolutely taken off. Uh, after this, we'll talk a bit more about just why Wikipedia itself is so appealing uh, in what we often call sort of, you know, the swamp of the internet, that why Wikipedia sort of maintain this purity to it uh, that people enjoy, a collaborative, informative purity. And we'll be back with that. I'm back now with Annie Rowarda. She's the creator of Depths of Wikipedia, a page, I, a Instagram account I definitely recommend you go look at, uh, you and 800,000 others at this point, and a Twitter feed with more than 300,000 followers. Really, it's about finding the unique and the curious on Wikipedia. Um, Annie, tell me a bit about, you, you do mention it in this interview you did with the New York Times recently, but there was something that you really enjoyed about Wikipedia itself in this greater sort of world of misinformation and disinformation and trolling and scoring points and politics, there's something kind of uh, interesting and, and, and uh, fundamentally good about Wikipedia, I gather. Well, yeah. I mean, there's something so beautiful and democratic and rare about finding a place on the internet where people are coming together to build something for the rest of humanity and while other like web 2.0 um, platforms like Facebook, YouTube, whatever, they really struggle with content moderation. The community moderation model that you see on Wikipedia, for example, it, it really gives me a lot of faith in humanity. You get to see all the different opinions, you know, debate whether this should be in the article or not. Um, and it's really exciting to me. I uh, heard Jimmy Wales, who founded Wikipedia, he often says that the site was born out of the dot-com crash. 
The reason is that he developed it and then there stopped being very much money in, uh, you know, internet companies. And that's when they decided to do the volunteer nonprofit model. And I mean, in a lot of ways, it's better off for it because you don't have uh, like special interest in editing. It's really just seems to be, I mean, aside for some rogue PR firms or vandals, for the most part, it seems like it's just people who are really passionate about information access and who genuinely enjoy uh, writing encyclopedia articles in their free time. I think it's the best. I love it. One of the things that happens though, when lots of passionate people get involved in something is that there tends to be a lot of arguing over what exactly belongs because everyone believes in their own uh, rightness in a certain way. Is there much in that? Do you see much of that from just from what you do in terms of Wikipedia, where people sort of duel over what exactly belongs uh, belongs in an article or not? Oh, absolutely. If you're on Wikipedia, there is a tab at the top that says talk page, or it just says talk, excuse me. And if you click on that, you get to see all these discussions that editors have had. And some of them are quite drama filled. Um, so it's, you know, should we include this photo? What about this phrasing? Is it, should we include all of this information about this person's pets? Stuff like that. Um, and it's very eye opening and also interesting. And uh, there's, some deletion discussions also that you can read. Um, Wikipedia has its own, well, there's levels to being an editor. So you can be just a Joe Schmo off the street and make edits and that's great. But once you re reach certain statuses, like being an admin or being on the, for example, arbitration committee, your opinions about what Wikipedia should be and what it should include, they carry more weight. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I had no idea that there were different levels of, of, of people because things on Wikipedia are, are these days are almost edited to the Insta second. Like the, when it, when an event yes. happens, it's almost on <laughs> yes. Wikipedia before you can look it up. Definitely. Um, there's, I think a whole economy on Wikipedia. And like I said before, um, there are people who fit themselves into the Wikipedia puzzle by doing all sorts of different things. How do you make sure that what you're sharing is in fact legit because you never do know. I mean, I'm in I'm in the news business, right? Sometimes you see something, you think, "Wow, that's fascinating," and then you dig it into a dig into a little bit and realize it's not exactly what it seems to be. How do you manage to sort of fact check? That is a good question. I used to not care so much. I would just screenshot Wikipedia and post it. But these days, I try to do more due due dil excuse me due diligence right. to make sure I'm not sharing. You know, for example, Wikipedia vandalism or um, sharing something that's really not a great style or doesn't have great uh, sourcing. So I do try my best to check the source um, on whatever Wikipedia fun fact I'm looking at. And if it checks out, I'll post it. But if the source isn't great or if the article isn't written well, I'll, I'll just change it. I'll just edit it to make it better rather than sharing a less than ideal uh, snippet. So if you see something you really like, you can actually go research it a bit and make make the Wikipedia article more correct for your purposes. I mean, yes. Well, but I'm careful that I don't ever edit things and then post them. Like, I, I think it'd be a conflict of interest if I was editing something just to make it funny or interesting or weird and then post it. So I do try to avoid that. But if I am looking for something to post and I stumble upon you know, like a grammar error or a phrasing mistake or a bad source, I'll definitely fix it. I obviously thought of you because Avril Lavigne was on the Grammys last night. And she's, Canadian, <laughs> and she's Canadian. 
to top it all off. And there's some, that's one of the other rumors out there. Like these are, you've also found things that are odd as well on, on Wikipedia, sort of rumors that have started that, that aren't necessarily. So how does that fit into, uh, to your, uh, your, of, so to speak, your work? Oh yeah. It's notability is, is tough. And that's something that editors talk about a lot. If there's a rumor that affects culture um, and is backed up by all sorts of secondary sources, then maybe it's notable enough for a Wikipedia article. Um, like just because Wikipedia has, I mean, I presume they have articles about, you know, QAnon stuff. That doesn't mean that Wikipedia is advocating for it. It just means it's saying this really affects culture. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Wikipedia is definitely not a billboard. It's not a crystal ball where you can just write your theories or do your original research. But if, if something is backed up by all sorts of secondary sources, um, often it can be on Wikipedia. Because I should mention this in the New York Times article, one of the opening examples in the, in the article is something about that some people believe that Avril Lavigne died in 2003 and was replaced by a lookalike, right? which is clearly untrue, but <laughs> interesting fact nonetheless. So what now, Annie, what now that you've, you've unleashed this, this successful and interesting venture, what will you do with it? That's a big question. So I'm about to graduate from the University of Michigan. I have a degree, or well, I'm about to have a degree in neuroscience. I saw myself for a long time becoming a teacher, a science teacher. Um, but for now, I think I'm going to put that on the back burner. And for now, I've been doing quite a bit of freelance writing, and I've really been enjoying that. Um, so when I graduate, I plan to continue writing. Um, and I've done some live comedy shows. And so I think the freelance uh, position will allow me to keep doing some comedy shows and overall just figure it out. But if all else fails, I'll go to grad school and become a teacher and I will share the Wikipedia love in the classroom. Is there a wiki? I didn't look this up, but I really should have. Is there a Wikipedia page about you yet? <laughs> yes, there is. Um, <laughs> it, it, it popped up a few weeks ago and I'm excited because when it first, uh, when I first um, entered Wikipedia, it was not great. It was pretty short. It did not have great um, great citations, but now it's looking pretty good. Um, I, I can't edit my own article. That would be a blatant conflict of interest. So it's a little weird to sit on the sidelines and watch it happen, but it's also cool. I think there's been maybe like 100 independent editors that have worked on it. Wow. Crazy to see. Wow. That's like Wikipedia royalty. Annie Rarada, thank you so much <laughs> for your time. I appreciate it. And thank you. What a fascinating story. Good luck. Thank you.